Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it! Now, let's do this! Welcome everyone to the Raw H2O podcast. Buenos dias. Eric. Sir. It's good to see you. Likewise. Yeah. Um, what's new? Um, well, I had a pretty eventful Friday night. Okay. I um, watched the Astros win game three of the World Series. Right. How was that? Um, fantastic. Okay. Um, I then proceeded to climb into bed and get all teary-eyed to clips of Undercover Boss. Right. <laughs> Have you ever seen that show? I've, I don't think I've ever seen a full episode, but it showed the end, the clips, and yeah. I, man, I, those, whew, I've never heard of it's it. It's tugging on the heartstrings. You look like you're going to cry right I now. I might. <laughs> what was it about? So it's basically bosses of large corporations that go undercover, okay. work with some of their employees, right. and uh, there was actually a couple that got fired because they okay. were talking crap about customers and such, Right. And then, but there were a few that had been there a while, busted their ass, and uh, the, it gave the the head boss uh, opportunity to see and get to know his employees. Right. You guys got of, all this? Yeah. And so <clears throat> at the end, he uh, offered to pay some medical bills for him and a bunch of other stuff, buy my house. And so, yeah, man, it, it got to me a little bit. Huh. Yeah. And I, you I, cry. I, just, I, I, I got pretty was teary. Was it like yeah. a manly cry or was it like a, like one of those like It was like I was feeling <laughs> for, <laughs> No, know? I don't – I mean, I don't really get all huffy and puffy. Gotcha. But it was definitely like, man, I, I, could, I could feel those people, their, their relief. Right. From all they've been sure. through. Yeah. Like the stress was just yeah. – it was gone. Yeah, it was know? amazing. Right. It's amazing to see that in people. Right. So, okay. yeah, how was your Friday? It was good. Yeah. Um, you know, dad life. Oh, yeah, DL. Uh, you know, I do – a lot of you guys – well, you all know that I do uh, extreme kayak fishing full-time, but I also do personal training, as you can see right here. Hey training yo. with Joe or yeah. not at all. Um, and I love it. You know, it's awesome, but it is – And that's every day or six days a week Well, here's the thing, which I didn't know was going to happen because I don't really advertise it. And uh, I've just been picking up so many clients lately just yeah. from word of mouth. Uh, sure. I'm, I'm training boxing now. Uh, oh, there you go. You yeah, know, I boxed in high school. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I almost made it to Golden Gloves, and then I decided to quit because I heard of people getting killed there. And I was like, no, nah, not for me. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, yeah, I went yeah. from that to the right. You don't want to mess club. this up, you know, no. with the mustache and what you got going on. Yeah. It's your symbol. So. So, yeah. Right. By the way, I was in your bathroom in the office here. That's weird. By yeah. the way, the new office is... Amazing, right? Thank you. We have to thank Worldwide for this. Worldwide, Bill Bragman. Yeah. Uh, you know, Real Blazer helped out a little bit. So. Right. Yeah, it was a big team effort, and I think yeah. we have a, a, a great office here. And, yeah. Uh, I think this a is going to be studio. a great Yeah, this is going to be great um, for you guys, you know, especially with the show. We're going to have some awesome callers, awesome topics. Uh, Eric and I are already hard at work, you know, trying to get this thing moving. Uh, it's so been, hard. Yeah, it's been, you listen, with schedules, you know, we all have a full-time job so we're trying to 
you know, get the hours ready and set so that we can really bring this to you just like we did with Fred, you know, when it was mm-hmm. Freddie and I, and then before that, Jay and I. Trying to get my um, rap career to take off. Exactly. So, so uh, and speaking of career, that the, the you're branding yourself now, correct? Well. With the shirt? Some people reached that? out to me after our first episode. Right. Uh, towards the beginning, when you're okay. introducing me, I said, yeah, it's going to get weird. I'm into some weird stuff. And yeah. one of my buddies from high school sent me a, uh, this logo. I said, man, you should throw that on a shirt. And I said, yes, sir, I will. So Looks good. Yeah, thanks, man. Right. Thanks. Maybe I'll wear one. I don't know if they make your size. What's that, <laughs> extra medium? It's just medium. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speak, I got to go back to the bathroom thing. Okay, sure. So I used the facilities in this awesome office that we have here. Yep. Um, and I noticed you had, it was like a um, like gel, a but it was gel. for a mustache, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a wax. With like this little comb thing yeah okay comes in a kit so that was like really for your mustache that's absolutely not, every day a joke you didn't plant that there uh, why would you think why would you think that's a joke i just don't know is this was, a joke to you joe th- it was very strange this, it was yeah. just it's, it's like this little midget thing you know with like this yeah. little midget that's all you need you just need a little it's like a hobbit thing <laughs> i don't know about that i've never hobbited i got a feeling this is really loud the microphone? Yeah. I'll play with it. Yeah. The, we'll, uh, sorry, whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure all this out. Um, studio's great, right? We got the TV set up. You can yep, see the logo. Final. Can you Hopefully. get your mouse off the TV? That looks like shit. Yeah, I know. I got, like, papers. You know, we got a lot of stuff to go hey, over you're prepared, here. prepared, man. It's I know. I know. We got to prepare ourselves. Part of it. Um, before we get into all this, okay, mm-hmm. um, obviously, first, I just want to say that we have a guest calling in in the second segment of the show, and uh, he is a witness of... USOs. Now, yes, not to be confused with UFO. Eric, do you want to explain this? So I don't. We understand? Have at it. Okay, I'll explain it <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> and uh, and then we'll get into a little more depth later on. But um, So basically, a USO is a underwater submersible object. Okay? Underwater or unidentified submersible object? Because if you're saying submersible, O-S-O. that's already describing it being underwater. So right. I think it's unidentified it's submersible, submersible object. Object, yeah. yes. There you go. I love you. That's why I'm here. Right. That's why I'm here. Just pick me up. Yeah, I'm make, falling down. Make the people proud. I'm sinking. You're pulling me back. You almost became a USO yourself. That was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been bad. Um, whatever it means. But, it, yeah, so it's, it, it is a UFO, okay, but it has to do with Underwater, water. yeah. Underwater. It's a swimming US, UFO. A what? A swimming UFO. There's right. a lot of acronyms being thrown tongue, around right now. a toe whister. It sure is, sir. La, 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 la. So... Um, we have a guest that's calling in, and as you guys know, this podcast is going to be about everything water-based, everything salty, like our, like our saying says. And um, actually, it's a good you know, uh, point to talk about the name change. Yeah, now absolutely. Kind of, so, but, but long story short, we have a caller calling in. He has been witnessing some of these USOs, and it's very intriguing. Now, uh, and where at now? New Jersey. Jersey. My home state, yes. Gotcha, okay. So I, I think it's very interesting. He's seen some pretty amazing stuff. This is this is multiple times we're talking about, not just one. And he's not the only one. And he's not the only one, right. Yeah. So uh, I think it'll be interesting to talk to him. As most of our fans know that listen to the show on iTunes, yeah. Jay and I especially were hardcore into the Bigfoot UFO stuff. Sure. When Jay came aboard, um, or not Jay, when uh, Fred came aboard, we kind of lightened it up a little bit, but a lot yeah. of people wanted us to get right back into it. Yeah, it's a hot topic. I, I think it really is. People so, love the unknown. Exactly. You know? So So we're going to bring you that. 
that. Absolutely. Uh, on our very first, I would say this will be our first real episode, right? Sure. I'm, the no, other one I was mean, was a, the other one was a transfer. I feel like it was okay. kind of like a handling of the torchish. Sure. Talking about the winner. It was this one's good, like going back to the roots. Okay. I feel like of what made us popular. Sure, that made sense. Well, I mean, while we're at it, do we? Really want to switch gears a little bit and talk about yes. what's coming up for EKFT 2020? Definitely. And then we'll dive right back right. into the USO. Yeah, I get I get all excited about all that stuff, so I just... Yeah, well, I think we talked about that last time. I'm here to keep you cool. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Chill you out a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So. EKFT. Yes, sir. Uh, y'all are first freshwater. Yeah. That's exciting. We're ready. We are... We so are let me ask you, what... How did that become? So, all right, it's kind of a long story. I'll can you a, can you make it not long? Right. So, thanks. We have been doing this now for about I would say ten years. I think this this will be our tenth season, our tenth tournament season. Okay, that checks out. Right. And uh, as you guys know, if you don't know, we put on saltwater offshore kayak fishing tournaments. Badass kayak fishing Thank tournaments. You, sir. I personally don't look at them as kayak tournaments i look at our events as fishing tournaments yeah um, see let me let me stop you there joseph thank you jay heck if i will right there's something to be said about fish being caught from self-propelled craft correct so it's important to throw a kayak out there yes i agree a thousand know? percent and we have probably the most badass anglers out there sure yeah but to me, it's it's more of a event, right? Uh, it's more of, especially the summer slams, right? Um, so I just I like to put us up. Sometimes, and even ten years later, we still get this. Mm-hmm. When you put like we're a kayak tournament, and you say that to somebody, they automatically think like, oh, it's it's like a little it's cartoon. Yeah, it's like a little bass tournament, right. a little kayak bass tournament. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like, they, it's just a stigma. I hear you. So I kind of like throwing mm-hmm. us in there with like the top dogs right away. Sure, like, we're, we're a billfish tournament. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Absolutely. Like when you say that, you ought, what do you think of right away? You think you know classy, yeah, sport fisher sport, with flags, and, right? Yeah, coming million back dollar in the, sport yeah. fishing boats. Yeah, I think I think we uh, piss off them catching the same fish out of our two thousand dollar kayaks. Yeah, I think I think a few up. of them get get a little. They're warming up to me. No, yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you that. And they they've become more friendly over the years on the water. We have um, a lot of them that fish for tournaments now. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, you know, uh, we got the Jamie Bum with his blue water. See, I think all it takes is once for someone to get offshore in a kayak to realize it's not as bad as they thought it was. Correct. And once you do finally land a solid fish from a kayak, you realize why you're doing it. There is, it is such a difference, so, so much more rewarding catching that fish from a kayak. You know, I, I agree a thousand percent. I, I think that's the thing that really took us to the to a new level was – you know, we had our summer tournaments, right? Uh-huh. And when we put on the very first uh, sailfish tournament, right? Um, and actually, that same year we did the Bahamas, so that was a big year. for Oh us. wow! So you that was a big leap. Uh, sailfish SmackDown and we're created battle in the Bahamas in the same year. Ooh, that was a rough was year 20, for you, huh? That was oof. fourteen, maybe. That was t- thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty thirteen. And I th- and then you so you did. 2013, 14, 15, and 16 Bahamas? No, you only did three Bahamas. We did, no, we did four years. Four years. So it was 13, yep. 14, 15, 16. Yep. Yeah, I, I did the last two with you. That was, yeah. man, I missed that tournament. Such a blast. I poor get, poor people over there. In the, oh, they got in devastated. It, that's uh, rough. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> listen, with the, with the Sailfish one, that's, that put us on the map. And the reason yeah. being is 
the very first one, we didn't have a lot of people. Actually, I had a lot of emails and people selling, you know, telling me this paper keeps sticking to my arm. Uh, is that because you're sweaty, Joe? Yeah. You getting sweaty in here? Uh, yeah, uh, I turned the, it. I turned it down for you. By the way, this guy like hates AC, <laughs> so it's probably like ninety-five thousand degrees in here. Yeah, right I'm now. just trying to. And save. I'm wearing a black shirt. Yeah. Well, it's not sunny in here, so that doesn't matter. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just trying to save my employer a little bit of money. All right, all right. I get you. That's I why I'm you. here. Um, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. But the very first sale for SmackDown had Chris Thomas, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, that's right. Win the tournament. It was and I, I think, didn't Ryan Jones also place in that one? Second so, place. Yeah, so two people, Oklahoma, out-of-staters, landlocked people that don't get to fish salt a whole lot, came in and demolished these locals. Beat the locals, and that was the very first EKFT event that had a, a winner from out-of-state. Oh. So, so it showed. Nice. Yeah, so it showed the world, listen, you can come here. Compete with any, with all these. Local and now language. there's been quite a few out of towners placing, oh, oh my winning. God, yeah, and, I mean, SummerSlam, all of that stuff. And right? I, I highly expect that to happen at the Peacock tournament. When I went Peacock mm. fishing, I took an out of towner. Right. And day one, we only caught fish on live bait. Day two, we only caught fish on artificial. Yeah. And we tried both both days. It could be. It was it was so weird. Yeah. So there's yeah. no telling what's going to happen at that peacock tournament. I mean, listen, a lot of people think that it's going to be easy. Like they think they're going to go out there and catch, you know. And a, they might. They might go out there and catch. Well, listen. First but of all, you got to catch big. Your, your fish has to be three pounds and up. Okay. That's not a, That's not you know a small peacock. Sure. Um, but you have to do that to protect the exactly. fish. Exactly. Listen, I mean, it's a catch release tournament. Um, but it is still a live weigh in. Correct. Yes. So there's a lot that's going to go into this. I hate um, CPR tournaments. Oof. I hate them. And what we're going to do is, um, you know, this will be kind of like a Bassmaster Classic-esque, but just with peacocks, you know, and sure. on stage. Yeah. We are going to have a clown knife division. Uh, if you guys want to know more on the tournament, we will discuss that. I think that'll take its own podcast show to yeah, discuss probably. that whole thing. Yeah. We'll get some awesome guests in here, probably like Monster Mike. Oh, that'd be great, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll, okay. we'll, yeah. we'll really you know hone in on that once we get a little closer. But if you do want information on that tournament, you can go to ExtremeKayFishing.com. And Maybe we try to get a guide for Lake Ida we, to call in. I can, we've had that before. Yeah, had, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, oh, recent, that's right, you did. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Bill Lepre. Yeah. Uh, if you could listen to that past show, that was on, uh, that's right on Two our Two episodes back, I think. Yeah, it's, it's pretty recent. So no. um, definitely listen to him. That guy knows his stuff. Uh, but, yeah, we're really excited about this tournament. And really, in the end, it's all about expanding the brand. Sure. Right? Oh. So we want to just cast well, that net out and, and get as many Freshwater bass fishing appeals to much more people than going offshore on a tiny boat. Of course. I mean, it's it's a very calm lake. Right. Your, your biggest issue is going to be wave runners out there. Right. So, you know, people are going to have to watch out for that. Well. Wave runners should be watching out, but we know who they are. Right. Um, but yeah, and it's an easy, easily navigated lake. Sure. There's, I mean, listen, if we can bring kayaks from one country to the other yeah, logistically, right? that was. Cr- I, th- I think we can we can probably pull this off. Yeah. So, uh, and, and listen, the sailfish tournament was is not an easy tournament to put on either. A lot right. of people, you know, forget like uh, you know, getting multiple boats every year for that tournament and oh, have yeah. them show up. Oh yeah, that's yeah. is is really difficult, sure. and it, it's it's a lot of work, a lot of logistics. Uh, we have it down now, yeah. you know, to where it's it's. But I'm sure every year, you know, one or two boats back out, and you got to find all the time. Yeah, so I mean, it, the logistics is never ending. No, I mean, listen, we we secure 
five to six help boats because we know that two will show up. Oh. <laughs> and that's just a fact. That happens well, every year. It's it sucks, but you just you can't rely on other people. It's just how it is. So it's, I mean, and 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 the good thing is though we are talking with a sponsor now. Uh-huh. I can't say it yet, but it, it, uh, this could very well be a huge sponsor for us Boom. where we do not have to worry about boats ever again, including the Peacock Bass Tournament because he also has skiffs as well. Damn, son. So if this happens, if it happens, this could be huge for the tournament series and for my sanity yeah. pretty much. Yeah. You well, know I doubt that, but. No, I'm always crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, so fun fact about crazy. If you are crazy, you don't know you're crazy. So you're admitting you're crazy tells me you're crazy. I really don't. That wasn't. I don't, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't get it. One of the stipulations of being right. crazy is not knowing you're crazy. I like that. Yeah, so That's all good. these people calling themselves crazy and everything, no, they're just being assholes. Right. Well, um, real quick, I just want to read off uh, the prizes for the Exotic Bass Roundup. Uh, and that's taking place at Lake Ida, just so you guys now, know. And are these prizes as of now, and they may go up? They could. Yeah, yeah definitely. They're just not going to go down from here. No. Gotcha. Yeah, right. So we got uh, 2000 from Nautical Ventures. 2K. Yeah, which is nice. awesome for first place. Nautical Ventures, um, good people. I used to work over there. Yeah. So $1,000 from Yak Gear for second place. hey Thank you, Bill. Yeah. Um, you know, we got Garmin chipping in 500 for third place. Fantastic. Uh, and then it goes down from there like 250 150 blah, blah, blah. You can go to the website sure, and check sure. it out. But yeah, it's it's a good uh, strictly all cash uh, tournament. So oh, so be, no prizes given away? There will be like okay. on the side. Sure. We are going to set this up. Uh, pretty much like the Summer Slam, where we're going to have a kickoff party. We're going to have an awesome raffle. Where's the kickoff party? I haven't heard anything about that. It's still so setting it up. That's or? another thing. Yeah. So um, the way this event has been set up, this isn't taking place in Pompano. So, oh. but it's, it's a, very near. It's a 15 minute drive on 95. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's but, very close. But the um, the Palm Beach Sports Commission is the uh, main sponsor of the event. Oh wow! And um, they're kind of um, finding us venues and places uh they're all in cahoots it's kind of political um but they're gonna they're gonna get us the uh kickoff party i'm pretty sure it's gonna be duffy's which would be awesome okay i like that place yeah sure so um yeah it should be good and uh you know our staple brews room will be there for all the pompano events like always um i love that place yeah i eat lunch there they're across the street from us right now they're great so um yeah so we're, we're really excited and it's um we just gotta grow it and hopefully people like it yeah. I think, you know, obviously you got to put on the first one and um, having, you know, great photographers like Bustamani, yeah. uh, Dennis. Guys yeah, those like, in the water shots are killer. I yeah, mean, they're those... killer. Uh, imagine like a, a clown knife <laughs> shot, like what Bustamani gets, you know, like stuff like that. Right. I think would be like, just, yeah, it's, I got so it. So let's tell you the first clown knife I caught, I was on the paddleboard. Right. And I hardly had to fight it because it started jumping right next to the paddleboard and jumped into just... Landed right on the board. Really? And that was the end of it. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> it literally, it, it took my lure. It was, I caught it on an artificial, which right. uh, I was with Nodal, Brandon okay. Nodal, and yeah. he took me, and he's like, I've never seen one of these caught on artificial. So live, I haven't either. Live target sardine. They look just like the shad out there. Just like the, You're telling everyone this. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. It's in my video. Go check out my YouTube page. I right. do a little how-to on how What's to catch What's your YouTube? Uh, El Pescador Eric. Just like my Instagram. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it literally followed the lure up to my kayak. Right. Or, I'm sorry, paddleboard. Grabbed it right there. Okay. As soon as I set the hook, it jumped and just landed flat on the paddleboard. Okay. And that was the end of it. Nice. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're a fun fish to catch. I yeah, wish I could have no, caught great. it more, but. I caught my first one with um, 
with deep blue kayak fishing with oh, yeah, Marlon yeah. Matt. Gotcha. And it was awesome. We I, we did a video on it as well, and um, you know, just a lot of fun. They're such a strange fish. I think the the exotics and invasives in general have yeah. pretty much. You know, it's kind of like a new staple sure. for South Florida, which is pretty cool. Well, for a long time, peacock bass has always been a bucket list fish, especially right. for freshwater fishermen. Sure. But traditionally, you had to go to South America to catch them. Exactly. Um, what, what's it been, about 15, 20 years now? I they were 1990s. They were, they were introduced here, here yeah. and yeah. you know the population's exploded. There's, there's some 10-pounders out there, and... There's a lot of other stuff too. There's a lot of other stuff too. Like you, it's a lot of people yeah. fish saltwater because of that never know what you're going to catch right. aspect. I was just going to say that. Well, down here, now freshwater has that. that. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's not it's not your largemouth and it's not your strike or I'm sorry, uh, white bass that you know if you're on ultralights they'll pull right. out a little bit of drag. But no, no, you could be using medium gear and these peacocks and clown knives are still going to pull drag out on you. No, you're right, 100. And it's. It, it's that's amazing. that's what I live for. I love that sure. drag and that sure. sound and that. I mean, listen, it's all about it. You can you can go to Miami right now, uh-huh. drop a dead sardine in a canal, and have a very good shot. I would say a thirty percent to twenty five percent chance to catch a freaking red tail catfish over twenty pounds. Ooh. Think about that. Wow. Think about that. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That was on. I haven't, River I haven't, I haven't caught one with of those Jeremy yet. Wade. There was yeah. an episode on red tail catfish. And he pulls in like some monster. I'm talking like 150 That's what he does. pounds, you know. But Damn. I mean, listen. Where was that at? Do you remember? I think South America. Oh, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're all in the. They're all in that like Amazon, yeah. you know. Um, but even little tiny fish um, that you can find here as well now. Uh, uh, what are they called? Um, it's going to drive me crazy. Which one? There was a school. I was. I was. There's a a pond by my house. Yeah, I think I've been there. Yeah, way, way deep in Miami, right? Pond by your house, but yeah. sure, okay. Yeah, far away. Yeah, okay. And uh, I saw a school, like the, the sun was glimmering on the water, uh-huh. and I saw a school of, um, uh, what are they called, Congo Tetras. Congo Tetras. Yeah. If you don't know what a Congo Tetra is, look it up. Um, they are a beautiful, beautiful fish. They have like long tails with like Ooh. this white uh, line on it, and then they're this beautiful, like blue, big scales, like a tarpon. I used to have goldfish with long, beautiful tails. What happened to them? You fucking turtle ate them. <laughs> Anyways, I think they've already heard about that in a previous podcast. But what the? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we so. talked about yeah. you know, my killer turtles. Oops. Yeah. That that was really why I teared up last night during Undercover Boss. I mean, listen. In the end, you know, you made it worse for that goldfish. <laughs> Eric tried. Eric tried to put it out of its misery. Long story short, we'll make this really quick. Big Mama, just catch him up. Big Mama, yeah. my turtle. She uh, bit all the fins off, but kept it alive. So it was like suffering, just flopping like on that. top of the water. Try, <laughs> just, just flopping. Yeah, it was on really. It, it was. Swell. She was struggling. So this was within five minutes of right. putting it in there. So Eric felt really bad. So he's like, you yeah. know what? I'm going to put her out of her misery. So what does he do? Right? He goes over and like scoops her up ever so gently. <laughs> you know, like caresses her and pulls Sorry out this. That. Yeah, pulls out this knife to like slowly like you know stick it in her brain and kill her. But no, he like kind of like missed and like stuck her in the stomach. 
I don't remember it hitting her stomach, but I definitely missed. And then she's like bleeding out out of her orifices, you know, like gurgling and stuff. And then he's like, tries it again, and he's like sticking her in the It took twice. I got it on the second try. Maybe. I don't know. That was like a year ago. I don't know if you So anyway, that fish died extremely bad. First it lost its fins, then it like got a hole punctured. Did you ever see the black one come back up? That one just totally disappeared. Yeah, they ate it all. They ate the whole thing. They they saw us take away the one they that they only uh, defend, and uh, yeah, they got pissed. They just went ahead and demolished the other one. I mean, you know, but that's that's the it. thing is things like goldfish and things like these freshwater fish that are typically in aquariums, right? You let them go, and they're going to grow to the size. A lot of them will grow to the size of their container, if you will. Sure. So if they're in a canal system where there's really no size, you never know. What you're gonna get? How how big are those? Uh, what you call the them? Congo tetras? Con- they, they get they get about this big. Old. Okay, but but they're cool because they look like a mini tarpon with really long fins. Oh, okay. With a blue shimmer, you know. Sure. But again, it's it's what I'm trying to say is like when now you have these Congo tetras starting to breed, right? Uh-huh. That's bait and food for bigger Amazonian oh, yeah. fish. Yeah. That so this whole ecosystem to me is slowly changing sure not just with the with the top predators but it's slowly changing with oh the whole thing between that that i I applied to be a python hunter and the elimination program out the everglades i mean there's people don't realize there's anacondas out there right now there is anaconda that is nuts to me we need to get a guest on for that absolutely that i hope i get approved killer show if i get approved we'll get somebody who's actually been doing it and kind of school me a little bit yeah. On here, yeah. and then uh, get some video. Yeah, I might have to take you out there with me. You're that going. Be, you're gonna have to I'll go hunting. That with would me. be awesome, yeah. man. I got the perfect guy that'll go with us, Devin. Devin, yeah, yeah. The cool. guy. That's... There's there's been a handful of people that reached out and said, "Hey, if you get approved, I'm going with you." So listen, if you guys want to see a show on anacondas, leave a comment below. Anaconda or just. The, the invasive snakes of Florida. Yeah. I mean, Any in kind general. of invasive species, throw us something, throw us a yeah. comment. Because uh, they are ravaging the yeah. native species in the Everglades. Like, they're species that have oh, 90% disappeared. That would be a killer show, man. Yeah, let's make it happen. I don't think people understand. I don't think I'm going to get approved because they... they had over 2,000 applications yeah. and they're only accepting 20 to 30. Even though I have experienced snake hunting, I, I did a little as a child. Uh, for um, for rattlers, right? In Texas? Uh, and, and we used to hunt snakes in my aunt and uncle's barn in Indiana. Gotcha. I, I neglected to put that part in my application, so right. I kind of screwed up a little bit. Oh, and plus, I have the military training and all that. So, huh. yeah. Anyways, speaking though, should we get back to uh, USOs well, here's and get thing, back yes. on track? You just talked about military, right? Sure. So we have the guest calling in probably any minute. Right? Okay. You threw a little teaser at me. I did. Right, talking about. I like your... the tease. Okay, so Eric. Military guy, right? Yeah. Um, Spent explain, seven years in the army. Explain your your whole military thing real quick first. I want to get a little background on that because actually, to be honest, mm-hmm. I really don't even know much about your sure, military sure. background. And then after that, tell us your story. Oh, okay, sure. So, um, shortly after high school, I wasn't doing anything with my life at all. I was a pe- real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And um, parents gave me an ultimatum: Hey, move out, join the army, do something, right. get out of our house. I said, mm-hmm. All right, I guess I'm joining the army. I'd been to a military school for high school before that, so I already had a little bit of... Um, Did you have a mustache? Uh, not yet. No, no, no. Gotcha. Okay. I actually grew this. I started at NTC when we were training to leave for Iraq. Yep. But I uh, joined the Army in 2004. Okay. Um, immediately went to Germany after basic training, which a 19-year-old in Germany, and again, shit show, I drank 
every chance I got. My wife is from there, sir. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I've talked to her about Germans, that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, things got a little wild there. Okay. I mean, we we would we would we bought UFC gloves and headgear, and we would have fights on the third floor of our barracks. Hmm. We'd just get drunk and go up there and fight. It was nuts. So so was it fun? It like, was all in all. Like it you... was a blast. Um, I wish I would have done it a little differently. I never really. I was never that motivated guy. I. You know, I always try to find my way out of stuff. It was a job to me. Right. You know, I always tried to volunteer to deploy because that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to go feel like I was actually doing something. Right. Uh, the first four years I was in, I was a prison guard, which was just absolutely bored the death out of me. Uh-huh. It was boring as hell. And you had to see a lot of penises, and that, that's not my thing. Um, so after that, oh. I got stationed in El Paso. Right. Um, <laughs> straight straight Wait, from penises I, I to El Paso. To... Wait. Um, as a prison guard, you have to strip search people, and that's just part of it. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like the showers. I was trying to like comprehend what you just no, said. No, we had our own showers. But yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, all the oh, guys. So it wasn't like a. So wait, when you're in the military, it's not like a sh- shower where like there's like 10 In guys. basic training, it is. But once you're out of there, typically, yeah. um, and there's still a few open showers, I think, and active. But uh, yeah, typically it's, uh, you know, a couple different rooms will share a shower. So like gotcha. two, two guys will share a shower, but it's not, it's a regular bathroom. Right. Um, and when I got to El Paso, it was awesome because I somehow finagled my way into a small detachment okay. that worked at the police, the MP stage. I was an MP. Okay. I forgot to mention that, uh, military police. And so we just manned the radio for the MPs patrolling, right. which I hated patrolling. Why? Uh, it, again, it was boring. You're sitting there waiting for speeders and stuff, and right. I, I sped everywhere I go. So you want I action. Like, yeah. I, I, get, want action? I get bored easily. I get bored easily. And then okay. if I get bored, I fall into a depression, and that's when I start drinking a lot. And that's kind of what happened in Germany is I, w- I was bored the entire time. Beer? Uh, anything. Gotcha. Uh, beer. Uh, bourbon. I love bourbon. So. How were the Germans? The Germans in general? Yeah. Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. Um, they don't really have a um, sense of humor. Not at all. Which, I mean, anybody that knows me, I'm always joking My around. wife is German, so I, I can say what I want. They don't have a sense of humor. No. My mother-in-law... You know, I'll tell her a joke, yeah. and she looks like she wants to punch me in the face. Well, it's, I mean, that's how you know. most of your jokes are, so I can understand that. Right, correct. Yeah. Um, but El Paso, my first job with working at that MP station, right. we worked 12-hour shifts, but somehow we worked it to where we worked four days on, four days off. And that was our Four road. days off? Yeah. That was my Shit. schedule for- I want to be an MP. Yeah, dude. That was the only place it was like that where we had it like that. And it was amazing. Every other week, I would go up into the mountains what? of New Mexico and go camping on Elephant Butte Lake, which was a crystal clear lake. Right. And just go bass fishing and just sleep right there on the beach. It was awesome. I had a Jeep Wrangler at the time, just cruising up the sand dunes and just come down on the lake. Man, I was loving it. Um, but again, I was getting bored. So anytime- uh, an opportunity to deploy came up. I always volunteered. Um, I got the opportunity. I went through. So I wouldn't say you were lazy. I mean, you're volunteering. <laughs> you're getting the opportunity. No, no, no. There, there's an opportunity, and it's not like you're not grabbing sure, it. Sure, but I, no, I'm definitely lazy. Um, <laughs> but I also wanted to feel like I did something, you know. And yeah. so, check this shit out. Right. The, so that I had already volunteered many times. I never got the opportunity. I volunteered this time. They sent me to what's called IRT, Individual Readiness Training, okay. because the unit had already deployed. They just needed a couple extra men. Right. But we had to get a crash course on training before we headed out. Okay. So it's um, Individual Readiness Training, which was a group of people that once we left El Paso would go out to different units already deployed. Gotcha. Um, so I think it was like three or four weeks long, three weeks maybe, 
And right. the last week, I ended up catching swine flu. What? Yeah. So, you caught that? But I still wanted to deploy, so I didn't say anything. And I'm out there in the desert of El Paso doing land nav courses that oh are miles God. long, just fucking yeah, dying. Yeah, white. Like, did and you lose, like, so 20 we, pounds? I have maybe? no idea. I, I mean, I was, was it all my, a like my, a mind, my mind wasn't right. And uh, wow. so we had a we had a ended up having a physical the night before we you were going to fly. Swine flu. I got swine flu, dude. It's unbelievable. It was nuts. And they they caught it at my physical on the way out. They they like uh, looked at were me you and took like line a, and were you like oh fuck yeah. And yeah. sure as shit, they ended up putting me on quarters bed rest for mm-hmm. two weeks and all this other nonsense. Right. And then um, I ended up getting on to uh, first armored division, first brigade combat team um, headquarters, and as the only MP platoon. In that, uh, I think it was battalion. I think the other battalions had them. I don't remember, though. And, uh, yeah, we ended up deploying for a year in Iraq. Um, the first six months, we were out on mission every day outside right. the wire, we, either delivering mail or, you know, providing security for VIPs. Or we guarded uh, voting polls when they had their second-ever election there. Right. Uh, and then we guarded the ballots at a warehouse for a few weeks. We'd spend nights in our truck just at a warehouse. Just were they trying to just fix that all the time? Fix what? The election. Um, I don't know. We Not were, us. I'm saying like there, like for we. How did that? My work? guys had no involvement in it. We right. would park. You would guard it. Right, well, but like a quarter mile down the road, and we'd have uh, snipers looking at it. Okay. We'd we'd be looking. At, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so yeah, that's we did that the first six months. You know, just different missions every day. Sometimes okay. it was just drive around until we tell you where to go. Right. Um, and then I come back from R and R leave. Uh, rest and relaxation, or right. whatever they want to call it, uh, right at the six month mark. And now our job was to basically drive around these like Toyota Helixes or like Tacomas, drive around the base and cordon off any um, like rockets or anything that came in, so right. like nobody came, came around it. And uh, that was kind of it, just kind of patrol the base. So hmm. and then we guarded the gate a little while and did other stuff, but and then um, I was thinking about reenlisting. They didn't want to offer me any job changes because. The whole seven years I was in, I was bored as an MP. I didn't want to patrol. I didn't want to be a prison guard. Right. So I tried to become a UAV repair. So work on unmanned aerial vehicle drones. Be a drone oh, mechanic. Oh, now this is getting interesting. So that's what I wanted to do, and they wouldn't offer it to me. They said, no, we're not going to offer you any training at this time. We'll give you a small bonus since you're reenlisting in Iraq, but that's it. And I was okay. like, eh, I'm getting out. Now let me ask you. And then I got out and went to college. Let me ask you this, though. If you must. The drones, right? Yeah. Are they now? This is just a rumor that they're like twenty years actually ahead of what we see. Is that I true? Mean, I, I mean, the, what did you see? The drones I saw, right? I think one was called a Raven, which is a smaller. If I remember correctly, I didn't see a whole lot, and we only had a drone operator with us once or twice on mission. Gotcha. I think it was called a Raven, and somebody in the comments can correct me, but it was a smaller. I want to say it wasn't the helicopter style. I want to say it was a plane style drone. Are you talking like, um, you know, like those jets that have the, uh, what's that called? Where's that? Udders? Know? Yes. Udders. Is that what you mean? Udders? Like Is for a cow? <laughs> that's that's what you milk a cow from. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like those fucking jets, you know, they got those jet uh, engines. Um... <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. The jets with jet engines? I don't know. Um, I forget, but yeah, if it's not a helicopter, it's a, it's a jet engine, right? Right, essentially, yeah. I, I think it, I think it used propellers. Actually, I don't, I don't remember. Okay. This, this was, I mean, this was ten years ago now, right. and I only saw it once or twice. And actually, I don't even think we saw it in Iraq. I think we saw it at NTC, the National Training Center in Death Valley, California. How many, how many people do you think 
see a drone and think it's a UFO? <clears throat> percentage. Well, give me a percentage. Well, it was, I, you're I, a military I, guy. I can't, I can't because drones are still relatively new. I mean, I right. think the military's been using them longer than I know they have. You know, I was I had a secret security clearance, but nothing was shared with us with that. That was just because we were MPs. We had to have it. Right. Um, so 15 years ago, the military was using them. Right. I so which 20. means that's that's oh well, that's how long I knew they were physically. So yeah, at least five or ten years before that, they were using sure. them. Because you want to move that mic? Is it bugging it? you? Oh, this. Yeah, you keep. You got it. No, it's all right. All right. Yeah. We forgot to take that down. Thanks for looking sure. out for me, though. That's what I do, man. Yeah. Save lives. Um. Okay, but now tell me about my experience. Your experience. So, myself. And this wasn't a drone. Before we get into this, this was not like your experience seeing the drones. Right. Would you say a hundred percent? So what I saw, uh, it was myself. Okay. And I had a friend from middle school that was with me that I've known since middle school. Who okay. he spent uh, just as much time in the Marine Corps. This was Iraq. No, no, no. This is on South Padre Island, Texas. Really? We were camping out because we were going to head offshore the next morning. So we're camping on the beach in uh, Penns, Padre Island National Seashore. Gotcha. And I, I want to say we were, I don't know, five, ten miles down. And we're just hanging out by the campfire, shooting the shit. And it was cloudy. It was overcast. Okay. So you, it wasn't a clear sky. But all of a sudden, from, like, out on the water, but in the air. Okay. So, yeah. Um, uh, this like so this it came out of the water. No, no, no. It came out from over the water, from the horizon, okay. over the water, and came at us, like directly at us, over our heads. And it was a grouping of lights that were flying faster than any aircraft I know of or my Marine Corps friend knew of, because he saw it too. And they were weaving in and out of each other. And it all you could see were the lights. Because it was shining through the overcast clouds. And they were just flew right past us. We kind of all looked at each other like, did you see that? And we're like, yeah. And our other friend goes, oh, that must have been like a jet or something. And me and the other the guy that spent time in Marine Corps. Right. Well, one, jets make a lot of noise. We didn't hear a thing. So there was no noise. No sound. And two, both of us agreed that we don't know of an aircraft that flies that fast. Because they were just... Flying think, right past us. I think the first thing a doubter would ask, right, uh-huh. would be, was it some kind of, like, light? Like, literally light. Like, a, you know, those big lights when you're going to, like, New York City that shine up in no, the sky? No, no, like a spotlight. Could, yeah, like, no, they would be, they this would be was this not shape. shining up from the ground. Because you can always see that trail of the light sure, shining up. Sure. But, but it, uh, was, it was over This was shining right? down through the clouds. Ooh. Yeah, for sure. How big would you say they were? estimate i mean that's hard to tell because it the the, the speed. dissipation of the light through the cloud okay they were round so they were disc shaped at least the light was the okay. lighting i don't know about the craft we couldn't see the craft we just saw the, light, the light shining gotcha. and assuming it was three different crafts weaving in and out or doing whatever it's right. doing i mean i i really can't gauge the size they were moving so fast but and what were... was weird? What was weird is they were going through the clouds, and there was no sort of like you know that that chaser on the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was none of that. It was just the solid light moving through. You would say though they weren't like small. No, they weren't small. Um, yeah, I, I would no not sound. small. No sound. That's what blew our minds. There was no sound. Now, is there any military bases in that area? 
Um, not to my knowledge, but it also doesn't really matter because these aircrafts and military use can cover so much. Sure. Air. I mean, they, right. they can it refuel mid- midair. They can fly from anywhere. Right. I mean, so. so you were there with other military people. One other, one other veteran. Right. Um, who he, he had spent time in Iraq. He, he, like I said, seven or eight years in the uh, Marine Corps. Right. And they he, spend, he knows his shit. They spend more time around aircraft than I would in the army. Okay. You know, we have helicopters and stuff, but they have the, all of it. Right. So. Yeah, um, definitely strange. Um, I mean, there's got to be more out there. We can't be the only planet with living beings. Uh, no, I, I agree. I mean, um, and once again, he's calling any minute, guys. So I'm going to just keep this going here with Eric. Sure. Because I want to tell you a quick story, what I Ooh. saw in New Jersey Ooh. years ago. Now I haven't I, heard about this. Yeah, now I, this was way back when Jay was a host with me on the podcast. Okay. We actually talked about it. And um, it, I'll never forget it. And it's it's funny you mention the non-sound. Oh yeah, right. And the um, the the weird light. Now, again, like I'm going to explain this, and this is really strange, but I'm going to ex- explain what it looked like the best way I can to uh, compare it to uh, Star Trek. I know that sounds weird. Yeah, I don't even like Star Trek. Okay, well, my dad will kill you. No, yeah. um, I don't. I don't like Star Wars either. Well, I used to like Star Wars until. They got all liberal. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. Until they got all, you know, everyone can be a champion. Um, I, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know that. what that means. It's, I don't, it's I don't deep, understand man. it. It's deep. So, I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> so um, I was in high school. I was in, uh, we had a hot tub in our backyard. Ooh, sexy. And, and like a pool, and it was right. wintertime. Okay. okay. So we, we used to go into the hot tub. And then we would play this weird, stupid game. We would jump, jump in, in the pool. Yeah, I know that game. Right. We've done that before. Have you ever done it where it was so cold, like you guys kept jumping in and out where it froze, and then you all went to jump out and you all like <laughs> ate Joe, it? Calm down, Joe. Calm down, Joe. I'm from Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it wasn't that cold. Has it ever snowed in Texas? It, it snowed yesterday in Amarillo, Texas, like That's a lot. Weird. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I don't, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know why people live in those conditions. Like. Well, all right. they so, all need to move to Florida so my property value goes up. There you go. Yeah. So we're sitting in the hot tub. It's me and my ex-girlfriend at the time uh-huh. and and a buddy. Okay. And we're all just talking, hanging out. And, you know, you're in a hot tub. You're kind of just looking up. And it's it's I, I love that cool air. And then it's hot. Oh, yeah, so you're sure. kind of just, like, relaxing. And I'm looking up and... Again, this is, it's so hard to describe. This is the weird part. Yeah. That's, it, and we all saw it. So the stars, as I'm looking up, the stars are – it looks like they're um, morphing through like – think picture – all right, picture like a ball that's uh, see-through, right? Okay. And you put that see-through ball like over something and it, and it, it kind warps of, it. And it warps it. That, yeah, sure. So I'm looking up and I'm like, am I drunk? Or is, is any hallucination? Well, any hallucinogens nothing. involved? And that was the thing that night. Nothing. Uh-huh. And and I'm like I'm rubbing my eyes because you know you have the steam from the hot tub. Sure. You know yeah. it's cold. The, st- the steam is rising, so you're uh-huh. kind of like, am I? Am, you know, is it fucking with me? Uh-huh. And then I look over at Carrie, my ex, and she looks at me the same way I'm looking at her. Like, do you see what's what? going on? Up and there? then I look, and then we both look straight ahead where you are at my buddy, and I and he's like this. Wow. And we're like, what the fuck? So I look back up, and this thing, Eric, 
it was low, and it, it, this was a clear night. I mean, not a cloud in the sky, quiet. Huh. Uh, we lived in the woods, oh, uh, okay. Jersey Shore, but like, p- closer to the Pine Barrens. So, I mean, there was not a peep. I hear there's know? a lot of syringes on the beach in Jersey Shore. Is that a thing? Um, certain areas. Okay. Yeah. They've, they're cleaning it up. They're trying. Sure. But uh, They need to get themselves a uh, Four Ocean up there. Four Ocean, take care of that real pennies, quick. all those man. You know, they come in uh, from New York and... Got to look their best. Got to got to shoot yeah. that stuff up and uh, do some setups. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've been working on my abs. Good. Oh, good. Yeah, I went running. Okay. A few days ago. They feel good. Yeah, I think Ace and I are going to go for a run after the show. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome to join. No, no? not and a cardio uh, guy. No. Okay. Yeah, just working out. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. And so again, long story short, so what it, so I, I'm like, so my dad is inside. Uh huh. So I'm instantly like. Daddy, daddy. This is, this is weird. So first of all, there's no sound at uh, all. Uh. We're sitting there, and it's moving really slow. It's like just super slow. But this thing is Did so big. Did it seem big. like it was checking y'all out at all? No, or just no, but it cruising? was just cruising, uh. but it was so big and low. Like this thing was low, man. How, was, how big are you talking about here? Dude, this thing was the size of like my town. What? I am not kidding you. It was, it was massive. What? It kept going and going and going. But you could see the end of it. That's the weirder part. In the horizon... You could see the incoming, huh? The Just, the yeah, like a like a wow. like a weird. It looked like a, a a ball that was see through, huh? So the reason why I mentioned Star Trek is, uh, so I went well. I went inside to grab my dad. He didn't believe me. He's like he was sleeping on the couch, you know, like leave this me alone. Bullshit. Yeah, leave me alone. I mean, I so I was like, fuck it. Then I ran back outside, and of course, this is before. You know, you got a camera you, on you it. Picked in up your, your pocket, phone and right. just can take a shot. You sure. know, and. So I ran back outside, and Carrie's like, look at this thing, look at this thing. And now they're, like, out of the hot tub, freezing cold, like 20 degrees, and they don't even care. Right. They're just looking up like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. And so so I, I look back up. Oh, is that our caller? No. Oh, you just, it was. you just forgot to sound like yourself. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool, man. So Rookie I, so, mistake, So I look sir. back up, and, and the only conclusion that I can think of is that – it was either – Good idea. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to sound now. Great. Because that was picking us up the whole time. Should be saying it should it should be fine because we were just talking, but eh, whatever. Learning lesson learned. Yeah. So the only conclusion that I thought of was it was like in Star Trek, like a bird of prey, a cloaked ship. Sure. That wasn't supposed to, like to, the only way you're going to see this thing is if you literally were like like we were doing focused like, on look, it. looking yeah. up at the stars, talking about the stars. Right. Do you know if anyone else in your town saw it at that time? Crazy. Here's the crazier part. Ooh. So the next day in school, uh-huh. everybody was fucking talking about it. What? Even the teachers. And there's a military base that was close to us. Sure. There were calls asking if, if they were doing like a drill. And so, there's just, just so much, there's so it, much stuff so out weird. there none of us know about. It's hard for... Like when I hear when I see people arguing politics online or when I see people arguing about this online, it's like... None of us know the truth. None of us know, know. exactly what's going on. Like, quit thinking you do. No, you're right. And let's just let's just go about our business. Yeah. And uh, there's amazing things out there that we don't know about. I'll tell you, man. Whatever that was. Listen, I do believe that there's other life and aliens and stuff like that, as most I'm of you just, probably know. The universe is too but, vast. But for I believe what I saw. I think it was honestly man-made. Yeah. I think it was like a cloaking technology. Really? Um, have you heard of the Philadelphia Project um, in World War II? I have not. Can you school us real quick? So Edison, um, it was Edison, Einstein, some of the best brains, some of the Nazi scientists that uh-huh. we that we captured. Sure. 
uh, some of the the guys that created NASA, uh-huh. which I don't know if most people know this, but a lot of Nazi scientists helped create yep. rockets in yeah. NASA. Uh, and they put their minds together, and they literally um, created a cloaked um, uh, ship, not yeah. a spaceship, a a craft, like destroyer, like a a, a okay, ship, water, water, correct. Gotcha. And uh, and that it, it would go cloak, but the problem with it was it would disappear entirely. And I couldn't and, see it? Or? And, what about the people inside? No, no, the like, reason why, it, it, what I'm trying to say is the reason why it's called the Philadelphia Project is I believe they shot off Washington with the project, and it appeared. When it reappeared, it was in Philadelphia. And when it reappeared, everyone on that was on the ship when they did these tests were, like, inside out. And like through what? through you never heard this and no. like there's a whole book on it too and they were like in like metal they were like stuck in metal and uh, what do you mean by stuck in metal like like you, well, they were all dead though right I mean yeah you they, can't were, live they were, that. They were yeah. all dead and they were like stuck in like the metal like like fused with it ah so like what they what they feared was they messed around with the atoms and molecules and all that crazy stuff right. And instead of it being like cloaked, it actually like left our dimension. Sure, and I've re- heard of fourth dimension stuff and that... reappeared and killed Man, everyone. If only one of those guys lived and could have talked to him, that would have been nuts. Dude, imagine crazy stuff getting around. on that ship and seeing these guys inside out and like all like fused. That smell, man, must have been terrible. Oh, but I mean, it's just so strange. And listen to every rumor, right? Sure, there's some, even if it's minute. Yeah. There's a piece of truth in there, right? Sure. If in the 40s they were working on this technology, which we know for a fact they were, we just don't know if that story attempting. was real. Sure. So if they, if let's say they were attempting this in the 40s, right? Which uh-huh. was what, 80 years ago now? Yeah, damn near, yeah. Yeah, so to think that they wouldn't have something close to what I saw technology-wise now. Right. I think would be a stretch. I, I think, what, what I think about it's definitely this, possible. What about this theory on your sighting? Um, pocket of gas. Pocket, oh, pocket of some sort of weird gas moving through the atmosphere. On its... And that, that's, a, that's a good point, but yeah. I'm going to tell you why it wasn't that. Okay. The reason being is on the outskirts of this object, first of all, it was, a, it was like a perfect, um, not a circle, it was like an oval. Sure. Okay. All right. Like the Chicago bean? Yes. Okay. But perfect. Yeah. Not only was that perfect, but it uh, it on the outskirts of it, think of a jellyfish, right? Sure. You know how some jellyfish, they're like gooey and see-through, but they have these these iridescent lines? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like yeah. through them? This they thing, turn a certain way and the light. Right, right. Seem, so yeah. this thing had these like iridescent lines yeah. on the outsides of it that were like, you just felt like you could mush it. Really? It, the weirdest thing I've ever seen, man. Huh. It, there was no way it was gas. It had like some sort of technology technology to it sure. because of the lights and the. But I mean, gases can cause that as well. Man, this this was an object, man. Yeah. I know it. And and the way that when you look straight up at this thing and and you can just tell it was it was an object. Sure. Like it was just meant for you. We all looked at each other and said, "We're not supposed to see this." Like, this thing was made to... But, I mean, why would they test 
Well, maybe that's why they they would test stuff why in a not? populated area to see I if mean, anybody saw exactly. it, and see how good it works, how good yeah. it works. Fly yeah. it low, sure, right? Fly it low on a clear night, yeah, and see how many people see, see this the thing. response. Which and maybe that's no why sound. it never happened again because too many people saw it. Yeah, and and listen, that thing made zero sound. Yeah, like you was, were saying, that's, yeah, that's, that's the wild, weirder man. part. That's that's freaky. Yeah, it's like, it's just, freaky. When, I mean, it's freaky that Tesla cars don't make any sound when you drive those. Yeah, man, that's technology. Just, that's where yeah. it's going. You know, I mean. Uh, look at AI at this point. You know, sure. you, you have a guy like uh, Eli Musk saying Elon, Elon, Eli. Sure, yeah. sure. Names are tough, right? But you have a guy that's basically saying we've made a mistake. Like we've gone too far. Oh, with AI, yeah, yeah already. Like we've gone. a lot of the top minds are like, we should chill this yeah, out. We've gone too well, far. Well, everyone they've done when they've asked them about humans, they've all pretty much said, yeah, we're going to destroy humans. Like human, humans shouldn't be here. Y'all are fucking up the world. And I was like. Well, you know what the scariest thing is, is uh, nanotechnology. Yeah. they. You know what they always say, right? I don't know if they say this in the military. You don't fear war or, or fear aliens or fear um, bombs and all that. You fear disease, right? Because it's I, like the I've silent killer. I've never heard this in my life. So, Well, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It's like the silent sure, yeah. death, right? It's right. something that like you can't fight well, physically. You, you don't know what's happening until it happens. Right. So, you, like, you can't fight against it. You can't So the scariest thing is, um, and, and we should do a podcast on this, is, is military testing on nanotechnology, mm. like robotic diseases. Oh, okay. That is like, it's basically a virus they implant in your body? Right, but it's, it's like nano-robotic... Sure. Fucking cells, dude. Yeah. That, to me, is probably the scariest thing humans have ever. Well, yeah, have you ever, have you heard of this? Let tested. me ask you this. So you know all these um, uh, 23andMe and fucking family tree websites that yeah. you send in your DNA. Yeah. I, I would never do that. I would never either. No fucking way. Now there's a giant database with all your information. Now they're cloning and DNA. You and shit. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, fuck. Right. Who knows what they're doing with that? I'm I'm sure most of it's innocent. But mm. you're you think o- Alexa is but, innocent? But you're opening that door is what you're doing. Of course. You know? Look and, at your uh, cell phone, right? Well, yeah. Your cell phone is you. Yeah. So I'll put it to you this way. Your cell phone is like an extension of you right sure. now, right? It That's knows a, all of my interests. It knows. It's a piece of your body sure. just about, right? Yeah. Um, so when I die, I just want you to talk to my cell phone and see what I'm about. Can I? Sure. Can we like do like a robotic mustache thing on there? You can do whatever you want when I die. I'm not. I'm not around. Yeah, <laughs> just true. don't do weird. It would stuff suck if me. you were around and you just stand there and just watch everyone else for the I might. eternity. Depends on how I die. That would suck. Nah, that won't happen. I will. I fucking better hope not. The ground. I will decay into the ground, and uh, all of the plants will uh, grow and fungus, and they'll all feast off my nutritionist or whatever it's called. My. Uh, it's pretty- disgusting i don't i mean that's what happens you just decay into the ground and everything eats you and then you're done you know you can pay to be a tree right i saw that and that would be cool that is actually not i would rather i I was thinking i wanted to be cremated but now i'm thinking that would be yeah or i mean everyone knows i'm a big proponent of cannabis and its medicinal values it'd be awesome to be grown into my own cannabis strain that is so weird (laughs) (laughs) told you man i'm into weird stuff (laughs) yeah man what? Yeah. What? Yeah, man. Your own cannabis strain. Yeah, what strain would you be? That's a good question. Oof. Yeah. I'm, I mean, maybe they just call it El Pescador Eric or some sort of mustache strain. So, I don't know, man. We'll all see right. what happens. Well, all right. Speaking of that, we do have our guest calling in. Fantastic. And uh, you ready for this? I'm always ready, sir. That's why I'm here. 
Let's ready to this. rock and roll. Let's talk aliens. Baby. All right, so let's switch over to the phone call. All in right. Three, two, one, and boom. We are the Borg. Lower your shields and surrender your ships. We will add your biological and technological distinctiveness to our own. Your culture will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you're looking for more content on Raw H2O, you can go to our YouTube page and just look up Extreme Kayak Fishing TV, or you can find us on Instagram, Extreme Kayak Fishing. Thanks, guys. I used to hate the water. <laughs> I can't imagine why.